Play a little sticks here for you. Uh, Todd Zuckerman, quarter century drumming for the band, 50 million records later. He's got a new solo record out. It's called Last Flight Home. We caught up with him earlier, talked to him about numerous things. And Crasher, she kicked it off with a direct hit in regards to the new record. The title of this album, Last Flight Home, it's kind of interesting how we're talking about being home and how when you are touring, that last flight home is sometimes a pain in the freaking booty to get because of all the delays and cancellations. I mean, talk about how that became the title of this album. Well, first off, I have to quantify this. that No one likes hearing a rock musician complain, so I'm not <laughs> complaining, really. Uh, and especially now, where people have uh, much serious, uh, serious uh, issues at hand. Um, but basically... Uh, it seems like I would never have much of a problem flying out to begin a run, but coming home seemed to be absolute warfare. Uh, and, you know, a- after a quarter century of being stranded in airports uh, and the, the litany of broken planes and, and delays and missing crews and uh, missed connections, uh, that seemed to be a, c- a central theme of when I'm done working, I just want to get home. And, very often, I only have two or three days at home before I have to fly out and do something else. Mm. So if I'm delayed in an airport by an hour or eight, those are, you know, several hours of only three days that are I'm robbed <laughs> of, uh, of time with my wife and daughter. So it, it, it kind of ends up feeling like a heavy situation. Now, I've always made it home. There was never a time where I didn't make it home. So there's always there's always a happy ending ultimately, but it 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 encapsulates the frustration of just wanting to be home. I just want to have a, a, a you know a hot meal at home, and I want to put my own head on my own pillow. Um, and I think and anyone who travels for for their business can can relate to that feeling. Century with uh, Sticks, your drummer Todd Zuckerman joining us here in the Freak Nation in his first solo album, Last Flight Home. And it sounds like that um, you were a father later in life, like yours truly, correct? Absolutely. And listening to Last Flight Home, as you've probably done hundreds of times, me several times preparing for this interview, dude, that's a gut punch given the fact that the way we look at children in our 50s and how precious they are. I'm not saying I cried the first time I heard that song, but damn it, bro. Uh, that was that was, t- that was tough for an old man. Well, thanks. You know, I mean, it, it, the, that song, obviously, uh, boy, it sounds like a cliche. It comes from a real place. But, you know, it, it really did. When, uh, when my partner and collaborator on this whole record, J.K. Harrison, and I got together, that was one of the first things that happened. We, we wrote that song and it was basically complete in a half hour. It was it was just one of those magical nights where it was lightning going back and forth, and I was just writing down lyric ideas uh, about how it feels 
to be stranded in the airport wanting to get home. Um, and, you know, as we were coming up with that song, I kept thinking, gee, songwriting's fun. It is when it's like that, but it, it's, it's, if it were only that easy, you know, sometimes it could be a laborious, uh, painful process, but this was just one of those magical nights. And this sort of materialized as a possible album, uh, title track one, uh, and, and, and all those things came to be. And that's, that's why I followed this project really. And JK had been harassing me for a number of years to, to do a record. And I always blew him mm. off because I thought, gee, that's really sweet and nice that you think that I could do this, but I did not believe in myself at all. He, he, he believed in me the whole time. Uh, so finally I relented and, and I had some time in Los Angeles and we got together and well, let's see what, you know, can come of this. So that was really, uh, maybe the, maybe the second night or something like that we were together. Uh, so basically I just had to stay out of my own way and let this thing organically grow and materialize. And that's why it ended up being this type of a record. I, I always assumed I do some sort of jazz fusion project. And I suppose most people that would mm -hmm. take an interest in what I do would expect some sort of drum centric instrumental release. But the truth of the matter is I've always been drawn to, to songs melodies and the story and the lyric and the fact that I didn't think or believe that I could actually pull this off that um that interested that well that interested me in seeing if I could if I could do this I, I was terrified to do it and, and that kind of told me that maybe I'm in the right place because I'm, I'm so scared of this wow Freak Nation, the backbeat for sticks your drummer Todd Zuckerman joining us here in the Freak Nation talking about a solo record uh, last flight home. When you're blasting out "Renegade," "Come Sail Away," "Too Much Time in My Hands," uh, "Fooling Yourself," I mean, that's you might be the last last guy I would think would put out a song like "Last Flight Home." Well, that, that's that's why I'm very comfortable in in that scenario. I'm very comfortable sitting behind um, you know a couple hundred pounds of of wood and metal, <laughs> but but to, but to be out front and to sing, which is something that I've always been very shy about. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it feels like the old cliche dream that you're standing in front of the, the class in your <laughs> underwear. That, that's, that's kind of how the experience felt at first. <laughs> well then Todd, talk about this, how this is coming. This album is coming from a singer's perspective and how you had to change your drumming because of that. A really good question. This was a learning experience, um, for me, uh, because in some cases, the drums were recorded after the lead vocals were, were done, or at least done to, um, you know, 80% completion. Mm -hmm. So there was a few things that I had imagined, oh, this would be a nice bit to get in there, or this is a kind of a clever thing. But when I went to do it, it seemed to distract from the song. Um, so I had to actually simplify some things for the greater good, which is getting the, the message of the song across. I, I didn't want it to be, here's a, a space in between two lines and here's a clever drum bit. Um, <laughs> it didn't work in this context uh, for, for this, for this music. So um, I've always taught in my master classes and in, in, in drum clinics uh, in my, and when I teach that if you play music that has lyrics, the only way that you could really emotionally attach yourself to the piece of music is if you know the lyrics. And it doesn't matter if you're 
you know, playing Sweet Home Alabama in a bar with a cover band, or you're in the studio creating new music, uh, I would always go ask the producer or the artist, can I see the lyrics to the song? And some would understand, some would get it, and others would kind of wonder why what I want to know. Well, is it a happy song? Is it a sad song? What you know, music is more coming from the drum chair than you know eight bars intro, eight bars verse, play a fill, <laughs> crash into the chorus. You know, it, it, it's it's not a paint by number thing like that. But some drummers do think like that. But those who emotionally attach themselves to the meaning of the song and each lyric as it goes by, then and only then can you really support uh, the point of it all, which is the story. So explain this to me, Todd. You've got 25 years with Sticks. Did Tommy or anybody contribute to this album? Or did you say, look, look guys, I've been drumming with you for 25 freaking years. Get the hell away. This is my <laughs> solo album. Uh, to be completely honest, I, I never told anyone that I was doing this. So my, my mother didn't know I was doing this. Ooh. I did it completely under cover of darkness because through the process, I wasn't entirely sure that I could pull this off or that I would see this through. And I didn't want to blow the trumpets with those closest to me and then scrap it in the 11th hour. So so what changed for you? Because you said leading into it, you didn't necessarily have the confidence, but then even through the process, you didn't know if it would actually come to fruition. So where did it click for you? Well, okay. I guess I to psychoanalyze myself, (laughs) um, even coming from a drum perspective, I rarely please myself. Oh, um, and it doesn't matter if, you know, I post something and, and, and there's, you know, a, a, a thread and string of wonderful accolades. I never tend to believe anything because I think that's a dangerous thing to do. I'm very thrilled and honored to have won many Modern Drummer Readers Poll Awards. I'm happy to have them. Yes, they're up on my wall in the office, but I look at them and I smile and I look away because I don't want to buy into any of that. Because just knowing that I have those and that I sort of don't believe it, it makes me actually work harder. I never want to sit on my butt and go, well, yeah, look, I've, I've done it. Now I can sit on a couch and, and stuff my face with the Doritos and do whatever I want. I don't need to practice. I don't need to stay in shape because I have those. You know what I mean? Yeah. So doing something like singing, uh, it was even a heavier experience. And the first few times I played anything to anyone, uh, it was, I was just sitting in my seat squirming again, feeling like you're standing in front of the class naked, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the responses that I got from people who would tell me if it was crap and they were sort of knocked out, uh, that gave me the confidence to really keep going through this, this project as, as we kind of had mixes that were, um, just starting to come into, into color a little bit from a black and white sketch. Uh, you know, I played a few things for a few people, but very close confidence. And so, you know, their responses, uh, which was just overwhelming, gave me the shot in the arm I needed to to, to continue this. Todd Zuckerman, 25 years with Sticks joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I mentioned Brian Wilson, Peter Cetera, Steve Cole, and Spinal Tap. Those are bands that you've played with, whether it was on recordings or studios. Would I assume that you were actually 
on the record of Spinal Tap. Is that true? I'm not, I'm not on the record of Spinal Tap, although I, I just recorded uh, two songs on uh, the Derek Smalls solo record, <laughs> Small Change. Uh, but I, I played with uh, I played with uh, those guys on the Tonight Show in 2000, and I did. Um, Jimmy Fallon and the John Stewart Daily Show or with those guys. Boy, it was back in 2009 for that. That is, if you, again, you look at your resume, Todd, you're, you're winning the Modern Drummer Awards of the Year, Live Drummer of the Year, and your technique uh, being compared to technical drummers of sorts that have come and gone. But you go and look at Don Henley, Ringo Starr, Phil Collins, and now you could put Todd Zuckerman in there being a drummer slash singer. Those are those are names that, again, 25 years ago, you thought, there's no way I'm going to open my damn mouth and drum. <laughs> no. And, and you know, the, to for, for you to even say my name in the company of those guys is, is kind of blowing my mind. Um, if, you know, Phil Collins in particular has, has been a hero to me in, on so many levels over so many eras. You know, some people, they hear Phil Collins, they think it's a studio, but go back and listen to his drumming on Selling England by the Pound, Genesis 1973. That is a monolith in progressive rock drumming. It's astonishing. And Phil was like maybe 23 years old, I think. 20, yeah, I think he was maybe 23 or 20, right around there, uh, when he recorded that record. Um, and the fact that when Peter Gabriel left Genesis, the fans and the critics wrote them off for dead because he was such a huge personality with the music and the costumes. And uh, it was almost like Genesis was his backup band. So th the fact that Phil came out from the drums and, and took over the vocal duties would a comparison would be Bono quits U2 and Larry Mullen Jr. gives it a go. There you go. And the next U2 record with Larry Mullen Jr., is a masterpiece and is commercially the most successful record to date. That that's the improbability of of what took place with with Genesis in uh, in 1976 when a, a Trick of the Tail came out. So I I thank Phil Collins for the inspiration to to give it a go uh, in the the liner notes of the record. And I had the good fortune to meet Phil for the first time in my life in September through his son, Nicholas, who was playing drums with him on, on tour. And he was just absolutely lovely. He, he stood out there with me and my brother and gave us 10 minutes of his time an hour before showtime. I mean, I don't see anybody an hour before showtime. I don't see my mom an hour before <laughs> showtime. But he stood out in the hallway chatting with us. Um, and the fact that I met him in the early stages of recording this record sprinkled some magic fairy dust on the proceedings wow. and, and inspired me to really try to see this through. Todd, thank you very much for this time, man. We look forward to, to meeting you when you roll through town, buddy. Likewise. Well, thanks for having me, and you guys uh, stay safe, all right? You bet. See you, Todd. Oh, man. When you have a guy like Todd Zuckerman in the Freak Nation, it just kind of reminds you of how talentless I actually am when it comes to music. This guy, he's regarded as one of the best technical drummers on the planet as we speak, and to get him in the Freak Nation is absolutely fantastic.